Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We want to welcome you um, to this live and alive time we have together with the Lord and with you, your families, and your regions to the glory of God. This is a time of preview, preview of first century faith, preview of the impartation we will be distributing through the grace of God to you, your households, and your loved ones, your cities, your states, your nation, uh, your country, and your world. It's time for us to gather together. We're going to turn in our Bibles uh, together to some very powerful things the Lord has spoken um, uh, to His servant about, and we're going to talk about them. We love you. Do we love them, church? Turn with me in your sacred scriptures, please, to the first epistle of Paul to the Corinthians, and we are going to look together at the living Word of God. In the midst of these times that we're living in, it is not that easy for us to come to you and uh, to minister to you without any apologies the straight and powerful living word of God. But just because something is not easy does not in any way mean it is not God. The Lord has not called us to easy street. But he did call us to the way, the truth, and the life. He did call us to a victory in the middle of a challenge. He did call us to 100% victory 100% of the time. How many of us are disciples? Shout yes. Yes! We are only ministering, predominantly ministering, to serious believers. We're reaching out to the house of God. Where the Bible says, and we have um, millions around the world that are part of this global, pre-denominational body of believers. We are one. Thank you for your enthusiasm. We are one. It doesn't matter what color. It doesn't matter what nationality. If, if God is your heavenly father and Jesus the Lord is your redeemer and savior and the Holy Spirit is your God and you're sprinkled by the precious blood of the lamb and you're serious about uh, growing up in the things of the Lord, we are reaching out to you. And if you're part of this body of believers, I want to minister to you this living word of God. And I want to talk to you today very strongly about the significance of your call. I want to tell you that being a Christian first is the highest rank you can ever have. 
I'm going to say that again. Being a child of God, being a disciple of the Lord is the highest call or position you can have. He might elevate you or promote you in that, but there's nothing that you can accomplish by yourself in this world. Neither can this world accomplish on your behalf that can give you a title or a label that promotes you above being a true disciple of the Lord, your shepherd. Hallelujah. Because when the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want. A disciple of the Lord, a believer in Christ, turns the world upside down, changes the condition of the climate of our environment. Because we're carrying an unction and an anointing and a word that abides forever. And because you and I are called to abide forever. So not only is the Lord eternal, but he or she that doeth the will of God shall abide forever. And we've been born of God. And we have been born from above. And we have been inducted. We didn't join. We didn't buy a ticket. We were birthed. We were birthed through a change of identity. We buried what we used to be. And we rose in what the Lord has called us to be. And we are a new creation. We are an eternal family of believers promised by God who cannot lie. Eternal purpose. Eternal existence. And while we're living and journeying in this world. Glory be to God. We're not tiptoeing around. We're not trespassing. We are citizens of heaven as well as occupants of earth. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Now I'm talking about the, the Christian faith. I'm talking about Christ. Uh, you, you, you can jump up anytime you want to. I'm talking about Christ saying, Upon this rock I will build my church. We're talking about, and he says, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And we're also talking about the, 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 um, the Lord saying, he that sanctifies and they that are sanctified are both of one for which cause he is not ashamed to call them or call us brethren so the lord said come on i'm going to i'm going to i and here's what happened and the word became flesh so in other words he was born not only born of a woman but born into a genealogy we could go all the way back and if we put enough effort and had the right information we would see god the word become the man and he went not only into the history of man but he arrested and he changed the destination of man where it used to be dust you are and to dust you will return but Christ did not return to the dust and people major on Christ is not on the cross but I'd like to draw your attention to Christ is not in the grave either come on hallelujah glory and some of us haven't been to the grave and some of us have, but it's empty whether you've been there or whether you haven't been there. Glory be to God. Because he did not see corruption, he did not see decay, so the God-man was not a pretend man. 
the word become flesh or incarnated was not almost as if he was he became so fully man as if he was not divine but remained so fully divine as if he was not man and the innocent one who died for you and I was buried in the earth and then rose triumphantly hallelujah to appear victoriously and entrust us with the living faith to carry to the world that's why he or she that believeth on him shall never die notice though he were dead yet shall he and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die how many of you have an appointment with ascension how many of you have an appointment with immortality I might be talking to the end time generation that is called by God to go to another level glory be to God hallelujah and I want to talk to you a little bit every one of you that is um, an International Miracle Institute student an alumni a pastor um, in connection and collaboration with us a minister um, a believer and I want to um, share with you a very important uh, fact about this global ministry one thing is we believe the living word of God and two is we have spared no expense or effort in 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 um, in accumulating the ancient scripture manuscripts languages that are necessary to train believers in the kind of faith that you're called to live in and I want you to say the faith, the faith that, lives that lives in us now the, the faith that lives in us is called the spirit now we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written I believed and that is why I have spoken now the spirit living in us is the spirit of faith the spirit living in us is the spirit of God so the faith he brought is the faith of God the faith of God is greater than our weaknesses the faith of God is greater than our infirmities the faith of God is more powerful and reliable than the date on your birth certificate he will renew your youth like the eagles glory 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 now I want you to get a hold of this and I want us first of all to acknowledge some things we have a chronological uh, list given by the apostle Paul to us about the appearances of our Lord and Savior post his resurrection and the apostle Paul shares it as if it has been delivered to him or it existed in the early church somebody say before the scriptures because the, the apostle Paul was converted last among the apostles he was not one of the twelve you know that how many of us know that yes. and so he said in, in that same list he said and last he was seen of me also right who am the least I was born out of season except he calls himself the least among the apostles but he also lets us all know that he labored more than they all 
so we can count on both his doctrine as well as his labor. And we can certainly be confident in the fact that if the apostle Paul is not an apostle, then who is? And so we thank the Lord for the acknowledgement, the recognition, and the affirmation of this global ministry by one of the most ancient branches of Christianity that have ever been planted by the Lord and His apostles, the Church of Jerusalem and the Church of Antioch. Are you listening to me? But there would be no Church of Antioch without both the Apostle Peter and the Apostle Paul. They were the pillars of the ancient church and therefore they established certain things that you and I don't have to overlook and thank God we're not going to we're going to walk in them we're going to see the greatest move of God that the world has ever seen manifest in our hour in your home in your church in your ministry in your call in your business in your talents in your abilities among your loved ones among your children among your household God has need of you and you have need of him. Are you getting anything out of this? So the spirit of faith living in us is the spirit of God or God the spirit and God the spirit living in us has brought the God faith and the God faith is, is, a, is living faith and living faith is partner and united with living word. So the living word is living doing and the living faith is living doing. There is a dunamai or a dunamis living on the inside of us. Now the Lord is the spirit. Hallelujah. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I just want to remind you before we get into the text. That as you have an appointment. This is your moment. This is not a time that you can allow words to fly over your head. Grab every single living word that is coming by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He will bless you. Hallelujah. With his word. So living and doing is the word of God. The faith of God is active. And we're talking about a salvation that is triune. How many of us love the name of Jesus? Shout. Yes. How many believe that, uh, that the name, um, regardless of what dialect we speak the name in, by the way, hallelujah, but the original Aramaic is Yeshua. It comes from two words, Yahweh or uh, Jehovah. Shua has become our Savior. And so when we say Savior, we cannot any longer... Um, discard promises in the word of God regarding the completeness of that salvation because it, it was never left up to us to define where the salvation stopped. First of all, the word itself um, is sevenfold. We won't go into that. Secondly, the calling upon the name of Jesus was mentioned by the apostle Peter when he said, if you're questioning us, Remember regarding the man that is sitting at the gate, beautiful, that was born in a particular way and needed help from God and was a beggar because he could not fend for himself. And he saw Peter and John coming and Peter said um, to him, in the, such as I have, I give to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. How many remember that? And he lifted him up and immediately his ankle bones received strength. And so as we were 
uh, questioned about it. Look at somebody say the Inquisition started real early. This is why we're pre-denominationally aware of the fact that every time the devil and his demons and his imps tried to take away from us the rights that Almighty God gave us, we kept the rights and gave the lefts to the devil. We, get, we gave the wrongs to the enemy. Hallelujah. You know what I'm talking biblically now. Hit someone say, apostles talking biblically. In, in, in the scriptures, from the dawn of time, from the book of Genesis on, the Lord chose, I don't know why, to use the word right, right hand, because if you remember, Benjamin is the son of my right hand. That means that the man had his, or you know, man and his wife had their child at a time when they could not have a child so at the time of when they did not have physical ability God granted them favor and uh, I think everyone under my voice here today is uh, having the Spirit of God knock on the door of your heart saying do you want my favor do you want my ability do you want my grace do you want me to help you? I'm going to slow down a little bit. God wants to move in and help you. God wants to help you. God wants to bring you out of confinement. God wants to bring you out of limitation. God wants to bring you out. I know that we're talking linguistically here and, and there could be a pun, but no pun was intended. The right hand was used by the Lord in the scriptures to define his will. And so when the Lord ascended, he sat down on the right hand of God. There is a reason we don't understand, but allegorically, we're talking about, I don't have anything against the left hand. How many understand what I'm talking about? But Christ gave you and I an analogy. Let not your left hand know what your right hand is doing. That's not because in his mind he's saying your right hand is doing something wrong. That's because in the mind of Christ he's giving you a Judeo-Christian reality that tells you that when your right hand is doing good things for God, don't let the enemy know are you listening to me the good that you're doing go on your way don't look for the applause of man don't don't look for people to applaud you or pat you on the back or all that that might come that might not come but it's by no means an indication to you nor me as to whether or not we're doing the will of the Lord and that's what I said earlier it's not easy but just because it's not easy to come to you via the platforms that we have the opportunity to come to you or it's not easy for you uh, to maybe make your plans to come and be in presence with us that does not mean it is not the will of the Lord so, so the spirit of God li living in us and, and the word of God became flesh and the word of God pray, um, arose uh, or Christ Jesus rose from the dead victoriously. And then the apostle Paul lists chronologically what I mentioned to you how the Lord appeared first to Cephas and, and he goes down the line. Then he appeared to James and, and then he, lastly he appeared to him. So when we look at the writings and 
can, are you following? So what we're going to read, everybody say 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. Um, in, in, we're starting in chapter 1, we're ending at the end of chapter 2. Are you listening? Yes. And so, so there is no one that is a believer that disputes the apostleship of the apostle Paul. Right? And yet in the writing of, of, of the physician Luke in, in, in the book of Acts, the apostle Peter responded, if by what means that, that we have made this man or that you see this man walking, it was, there, and he says, there's only one name given under heaven among men. Whereby you must be, shout the word. Shout the word. Shout the word. So one of the earliest references to the saving power of Jesus was a quote of one of the chief apostles identifying the healing of the man as almost like a saving of the body from the affliction of a disease that would have kept him that way. There are nations that need healing. There are families that need healing. There are people that need healing. There's an earth that need healing. And the price was paid 2,000 years ago. And the body of Christ is here today to see salvation, healing, prosperity, rescue, preservation. Hallelujah etc take place and it's done in the name that is above every name because Yeshua or Yahashua the Lord or God or the Savior has become our salvation and since the Apostle Peter applied the word to the healing of the physical body we cannot dispute the healing of the physical body from the provision of salvation if I teach any better I'm going to be caught up Hallelujah. But if I go up, I'll have to come right back as soon as the Lord lets me because he's not finished with me yet. Hallelujah. So we believe in a triunity of salvation. Present your bodies, what? A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your uh, reasonable or rational service. And what? Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed or transfigured glory be to God that's the word by the renewing of your mind so that's a solical transformation and illumination from the spirit that lives in us I didn't say an illuminati I said an illumination thank you very much if you're not a Christian get off but if you're a Christian get on we're going for a ride Somebody shout yes. yes. You may be seated. Listen to me. An illumination is what is available through the indwelling. In other words, that's, that's God's light, God's revelation, God's spirit of wisdom, God's uh, spirit of seeing things and doing things. And what happens is then biblically and spiritually, according to the spirituality of the sacred will of God, not according to spirituality uh, in, intuitive or whatever but according to the word of God 
Do you believe the word of God? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you say, why do you preach out of, uh, you preach it out of a big Bible? Yeah, it's a big Bible. It's one of four or five on planet earth. You can't get this Bible. But thank God there's still, um, uh, uh, you know, similar Bibles that we can get. And this is, we're going to read it. This is consistent with um, the, the King James Bible that many people like and enjoy. And consistent with a lot of reliable translations as opposed to transliterations. But if you, if you believe the Word of God, then there certainly is nothing wrong with acquiring hard copy in the middle of a world that wants nothing hard. You see, you weren't called to virtual salvation, were you? See, Christ didn't hologram himself down here. No, 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 no. No, no, no. He was conceived, glory be to God. He was born in the earth. Hallelujah. He lived among us. He was revealed to us in his baptism when the heaven was open to him. And he was tempted by his adversary, the devil, winning every step of the way and never bowing the knee to the enemy. And gain through that our victory. And so when he lives in us, there is a, um, a, a, our spirit is born of God. We are born of God. We are born again. We're a new species of being. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. Whether you call it bo born of incorruptible seed, which you should, or whether you call it born again, which you should, or, or whether you call it regenerated, which you should. Are you listening to me? That something happened on the inside of us, and it, the Apostle Paul calls it the circumcision made without hands. Buried with him in baptism, also raised to live in newness of life. Meaning that something without hands happened on the inside of you and I so that there would be an enlightenment through the word of God because the entrance of the living word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple and he, re, he, he illuminates our mind and then we're no longer conformed to this world. We're no longer a subspecies. I'm still right where I was at. The greatest honor we can receive is be called by Christ to be one of his followers and one of his disciples. My goodness. Hallelujah. Called by the Lord himself to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. To be carriers of the true sound or the true word because there are many voices in the world today. But the Bible says if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who will prepare himself for the battle? I've come to prepare you for the greatest opportunity to rush your giants in this hour of promise to see the devil defeated and God exalted provision made protection given deliverance happen in your life your marriage your call your ministry your city your state your nation and your world if you believe it shout like you've never shouted in your life glory 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 You may be, how many remember what, I, what we were talking about? 
before we get into the text, we're, we're talking about why we believe, why predenominationally, before there was such a thing as splits in the church. Before there was such a thing as the book of Acts, before there was the inspired word, how many are glad they didn't just leave the way Jesus left? How many are glad that the Lord inspired the writers of the new covenant to give us the new covenant so we can understand the old covenant in light of what Christ did for us? How many of you believe the wait is over? How many of you believe it's the time for the promise to be participated in and the victory is not coming? The victory is in the victor and the victor is on the inside of you. The victory is with us. The victory is in us. The victory is for us. And the victory is upon us. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 And, and so we, we present our bodies. Notice a living offering. Is that something we always feel like doing? No, it's our rational or logical service. Based on what kind of logic? Well, certainly not the enemy who's the accuser of if I preach any better, I'm going to be caught up. And so if your enemy will accuse your brethren, won't your enemy accuse you to yourself? And certainly he'll tell you, well, you're not, and this and that. He'll accuse you to yourself because the enemy wants the power of sin to be greater than the power of the blood. He wants the power of sin to be greater than the power of the cross. But you're crucified with Christ, so am I. Nevertheless, we live. Yet not us, but it's Christ who lives in us. And the life that we now live in the body. We live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Isn't that powerful? So certainly not every day we feel like presenting our bodies a living offering. But no, no, it's not what you feel. It's who you believe. And so this circumcision not made with hands, this activity of the new birth, this regeneration that happened by being born of incorruptible seed that have happened within begins to shine the light upon the disposition of our mind. Now we're living in the beginning in the middle of two worlds. We don't know if we should go by what we feel, what we remember, our past, our disappointments or whatever. Or we should set our hope and our faith on that which cannot fail, that which is anchored within the veil. In the beginning, we're in the midst of two worlds. But we began to desire the milk of the word to grow thereby. And we began to grow. And then some of us said, no, no, not just milk. But we want the strong food of the word of God that we may grow thereby. So that by habitual use of the word of God and utilization of the truth that is above all so-called truth. We would be having our senses exercised to discern between good and evil and so now now the the be not conformed to this world but be ye transfigured or transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good acceptable and perfect will of God notice um, who proves it who that you may be able to prove what is the good acceptable and perfect will of God 
Thank God he didn't call us to leave us the way he found us. He inducted us into a journey of spiritual growth and he said, I'm going to feed you. I'm going to refresh you. I'm going to hydrate you. I'm going to fill you. I'm going to inspire you. I'm going to motivate you. I'm going to build you. And if you build the way I told you to build, the Lord says, you're like a wise person who's building upon the rock. And if the winds come and the floods come and the rains descend and they beat against what you built, it will stand. So spirit and then soul, it's a rational service, and then body. And so What happens as a result of accepting this triunity of salvation, whether I feel like it or whether I don't, because it's the salvation of the entire being. Someone said, well, Dr. Harfush, no, no, we're mortal, and and, um, the ultimate salvation will be in the resurrection. No, no, there will be a resurrection day where those that have passed away will be raised, and there is a day when we who may be still around will be changed, but that's not the day when salvation will be added to what Christ paid. Jesus did not say to be continued. He said it is finished. Come on somebody. Come on. Come on. Come on. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. Paid in full. Hallelujah. Are, are, you, are you enjoying our private session here today? This is a taste. This is a preview for all our alumni, all our students. God wants you to invest in eternity. And, and, and nobody builds the kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God builds anybody who's willing. Amen. He didn't say, I go for you to prepare a place for me. And, and so it's very, very important. You say, well, doctor, I don't understand what you're saying. Child of God. There are some of us who are not satisfied with just making heaven. Actually, we're not gambling with the gift of God. We're not playing the roulette wheel as far as the gift of God is concerned. We're not playing the cards as far as the gift of God is concerned. We're not returning back to where we came out of regarding the... We're not seeing how close we can walk Uh, like the world and still make it into heaven some of us some of us I'm not talking to everybody I'm talking to somebody and if I'm talking to you you will know who I'm talking to if I'm talking to you and you say there's more in God for me and there's more in God for me and I don't want to stay on the level that I'm in so I'm going to invest in in his purchase possession I'm going to invest in the transformative curriculum that will change me not a teach, not the kind of teaching that changes with the times, but the kind of teaching that the Lord delivered once and once and for all to his saints' safekeeping 
the kind of truth that changes the times by changing the generations of the willing and the redeemed. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So I'm not going to spare any effort. How many are not going to spare any effort? How many are not going to spare any effort in pursuing the high call of the Lord in your life? Shout like you never shouted in your life. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Amen. So did we get that reason for the triunity of salvation? Let not sin, Romans chapter 8, let not sin therefore rule in your mortal body to obey the lusts thereof. The thereof is talking about the lusts or the desires of sin which is an antithesis or the opposite of your regenerated new nature. So, so we, are you with me? Are you with me in the 26th uh, verse of chapter 1 of the epistle of the apostle Paul, the first epistle to the Corinthians? Okay, now if you'll stay with me there and, and, and just let's, let's recall what we talked about. Do you believe in the triunity of salvation? Let me give you another verse. The Apostle Paul said, And I pray God that your whole, that means your entire, spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord. How many of you know I just quoted the scripture? Wave at me and say you know the word. Notice, he he didn't say I pray God your three separate parts. He said your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. I, you, we who believe on the Lord must believe that he did not merely um, uh, um, give one part of his being for us. He gave his entire being for us to redeem the entire man unto himself. And so thankfully he said to you and to me, that we will receive power. Thankfully, he said to us that we will be, we can be, we can allow him to transform us by changing our identification, our, our thoughts with who we are in Christ and be through that identification with who he is and what he's done, transfigured or transformed by the renewing of our thinking. And then as an outcome, that you may prove. As an outcome, there is evidence that you may prove what is acceptable. What is the what? Good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Notice the worst you have is good. The the best you have is perfect. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And someone said, well, Dr. Harfush, I don't know. you, You know, I don't know if I can believe that. Well, can you believe the Apostle Paul? Because we certainly just got through thanking God for inspiring the New Testament writers to give us 
out of the treasures of their spiritual life and walk what they taught the early church, the pre-denominational church. So we believe the sacred scriptures and we expect nothing less than what the apostle said to us. Someone said, well, I don't believe the apostles. I'm Jesus only. (laughs) That was good, wasn't it? (laughs) Well, I'm glad you are. Because Christ said to all of us, a good man. Hit someone say, that means person. Let's talk about humanity. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth shouted like an army good things so notice a good person out of the good treasure of their heart brings forth good things and the same Lord said either call the tree good and his fruit good or call the tree evil and his fruit evil notice he did not distinguish between the fruit the branches, the bark, or the root. Not the fruit, the branches, the bark, or the root. Either the entire tree is good or the entire tree is bad. If you've been saved, then the entire being is called to experiential salvifical power that the Lord has procured for you and I. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if we're trees of righteousness and we're the planting of the Lord, Our identity will just grow and our eternity is not waiting for us. He that hath the Son hath life. Uh, Should I stop? So our eternity is not waiting for us, meaning that we don't have to wait till eternal life because it's another life to be participants in eternal life. We have eternal life in Christ and we have abundant life in Christ. So therefore we have an identity that will grow in God and continue to grow and has been promised eternity because he or she that doeth the will of God shall abide for how long? Isn't that an eternal identification? Isn't that an eternal personality? You're just getting started. I said you're just getting started. I said you're just getting started. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, you may be seated. And, and, um, and um, you um, look with me and, and I'm going to have us read together from the 26th verse well let's look at the 27th verse ready go but God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the thing yeah Okay, now, it's very important to stop for a minute because we're going to start reading and we're going to read beginning with, with um, uh, verse 29 and we're going to read all the way through the next chapter and then we're going to break it down according to 
um, the um, uh, apostles' doctrine or, um, yeah, and uh, the teaching of the Lord handed to us through his sacred scriptures. Notice that you and I were called despite or in spite the fact that we may not have been mighty in our own ability. Even, even those of us that were, had a particular level of might, that might could not accomplish the impossible task that Christ Jesus accomplished supernaturally because Christ's identity enabled him to resist what he did not have anything in common with. Are you listening to me? So Christ lives a human life, fully human, and yet his identity is not immersed by inheritance of the fall. But his identity is brought to earth to reveal the very image of God to humanity. Christ is the image of God. And God wants to make humanity in his own image. So when the Lord resisted temptation, he resisted what was not consistent with his identity. Sin and disobedient were contrary to the nature of the Lord. So unless... A believer or believers or you are taught that through this supernatural induction, birth, regeneration into the eternal body of Christ, you have also become a partaker, an associate in the divine nature. You have become a new species. Unless you really know that in the depth of you. Unless you meditate upon that in the depth of you. You're going to think that you're just a mere sinner. Actually you might be taught that you're a sinner like the Gentiles. Now man of God is not saying that you did not sin. But you don't need me to tell you whether you sinned or not. You need me to tell you what the Lord did. To cleanse you from all unrighteousness. To forgive you from all unrighteousness. Glory to God. So, so you, don't need, you don't need the man of God to preach uh, your, uh, your sin to you. And so it's very important to know that although the Bible said for all have sinned. Yet in Christ those of us that are saved have been born again. We weren't just forgiven or covered. We were born into the family of God. When you're born into the family of God, you became an heir of a new nature. That nature is, is capable of seeing the sin, the temptations, the evil uh, of this world as external and contrary to who you are in the Lord. Thank you very much. So... So the, the Bible wasn't given a suggestion. It was gi giving a command. The man of God said, Brethren, I would that you sin not. It's not a suggestion. 
Are you listening to me? And so somebody said, well, that's impossible. Hold on a minute. Did God call you to what is possible only? In other words, the man of God said, here, let let me give you another one. Your faith has made you whole. Go and sin no more. What are you talking about, Lord? It's impossible to go and sin no more. No, no, I'm going to give you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invest in you. I'm going to put a, a germ of God on the inside of you that will germinate until... Are you, but if, if any man sin, we, had an, we have an advocate with God. Hallelujah. Christ Jesus. And if we walk in the light as He... If I preach any better, I'm going to be caught up. As He's in the light, we have communion or fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us. Of all unrighteousness. Is that not the word of God? So when the, when the man of God gives the command in the Holy Scripture. Said I would that you sin not. He's saying don't make a habit of it. Well how can you do that if you're convinced that you're a sinner by nature? A sinner by nature is a habitual practitioner of expressing their nature. How could you not sin not? If, if, if the very desire to do something makes you guilty of doing it. Jesus said, listen, you've cleaned the outside of the cup real good, but the inside is full of um, dead men's bones, your sepulchers on the inside. He was talking to religious people that did a good job at externally washing the outside of the cup. He was talking about Pharisees and Sadducees and doctors of the law that made sure that, you know, they didn't do, they got so good at it, they could swallow a camel. (laughs) and then strain at a gnat it's the truth so this is a very important issue this doctor always feels a wall come up whenever you go to talking good about the body of Christ just interestingly the very body of Christ puts up the wall as if the head of the church is the head of a nasty body that's overridden with sin that he's going to just blind himself to our condition till the day in the future when he rescues us from the dilemma that the cross was not sufficient enough for neither was the resurrection blasphemy the Lord has birthed you into his kingdom to make out of you hallelujah a new creation born of God hallelujah Now, if we say we have no sin, we make God a liar. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your intentions to do good are given to you by God. And when you know that that is associated with your new nature, then you say, well, that new nature is my new desire. That new desire, God has given me the the desire and the ability to do of his good pleasure so I've been given the ability to be in agreement with my desires that are godly therefore I have the ability to be in disagreement with the desires that are not godly because they're contrary to the nature I have inherited through the Lord hallelujah who bought me amen hallelujah and so the apostle Paul says he he identifies it as we're not sinners as the Gentiles how many understand like the heathen how many understand so the, the, the people of the world so very important to know that I would that you sin not 
means that as a body of believers early on, so early on that we were given a, a written a lecture or teaching. So you hang around one another. You recognize one another as, um, as uh, the order of the Lord has for the body of Christ. You, you, you keep company among those that are light, that, among those that are righteousness, among those that, that have... Are, you, you, don't, you don't just co-mingle in the cup and you don't drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You don't do that. You, what fellowship has light with darkness? So he, he, he doesn't say don't go into the world. He said I'm sending you to the world like sheep among wolves. Are you listening? And be wise as serpent and harmless as doves. I'm going to send you into the world. You're going to make impact on the world. But then once, once some things rise up, gather yourself around those that are of your own company. Pray for one another. Let the strong hold up the burden of the weak, etc., etc. So we see here that the Lord has chosen us in spite of the fact that sometimes the world didn't bank on us. Despite of the fact that you may have come from whatever kind of background you've come from. Some of us were fortunate maybe to be born into a good godly home. Are you listening to me? Some of us may have not. And we may have been born in a dysfunctional home. Or we may have been orphans. It doesn't matter what your past is. What matters is that this miracle that happened to you because you're a child of God. Should not be underestimated nor sold. Your birthright is, is the is the inheritance of the church of the firstborn. Adam is not the firstborn. Christ is the firstborn. Glory be to God. I said it's the church of the firstborn. You have the inheritance of the double portion. You have the inheritance of God. You have, you have the blessing of Almighty God. You have inherited salvation that you did not earn. Procured for you by the Savior that did not discriminate. And he chose you regardless of whether or not you, you were mighty. You were not mighty enough. You were not strong enough. You were not wise enough. We just read that. But he chose you to bring to know the mighty to bring to naught that which seems to be wise and to bring to naught that which seems to be hallelujah amen so he started something that is going to end something the church is not going to terminate in defeat the church is going to rise up in victory hey 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 that is the body of Christ and the gates of hell will not prevail against it Well, shout hallelujah three times. Hallelujah! 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 You may be, are you getting anything out of this? I don't hear you. So he says, I would that you sin not. And then the apostle Paul adds to that by saying, what fellowship has light with darkness? So what is he talking about? The saved are light. The unsaved are still darkness. That doesn't mean we hate them or you hate them. No, no. They're a target for the good news. But if, if you and I had to go by every news we hear on earth, I don't even know if we'll move. This thing would have, would have died before there was any gospels written or any epistles given. The only reason we know about Stephen is because of, because of Luke. It's 
quiet in this this body of it's quiet in here there's a nervous laughter going on it's quiet in here to bring to naught the Lord has called you to bring to naught to bring to nothing what are you afraid of it's going to become nothing what is facing you is going to become nothing. What are you respecting is going to become nothing. You're called to the permanency of the victory of God. Hallelujah. We are called to participate together in the greatest moment of appointment that God has ever given humanity. Hey. Glory, glory. Glory, we're, we're, we're coming out of the crevices, we're coming out of the caves, we're coming out of the uh, imprisonment, we're coming out of the confinement, we're coming out of the shyness, we're coming out of the apprehension, we're coming out of everything that tries to silence the church or give a, a multiple opinion about the living word of God. And we're going to rise up and like the Lord gave us in his vision, blessed be the Lord, the most high God creator of heaven and earth. We have overcome the kings of the earth and we have brought back all. Blessed be the Lord, the most high God, creator of heaven and earth. We have overcome the kings of the earth and we have brought back all. Blessed be the Lord. We have overcome. Amen. Now that's what we've done through Christ. We have overcome through Christ, and while we're and we we're we're bringing back all. We're bringing the spoil the, the and, and 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 of the war. We're bringing the spoil of the battle. What what the enemy has launched against you is quenchable. Every fire dart of the wicked is quenchable through the shield of your faith. I've, we are in agreement together with you regarding your petitions, regarding your prayers, regarding your challenges, regarding your circumstances. We're in agreement. And we're not just in agreement as if the more the merrier. Are you, I don't want everybody praying for me because I don't know what everybody prays. But I trust my people to pray the right thing. Are you listening? I trust International Miracle Institute alumni and graduates and FCF and FCD people to pray according to the living word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is that not good? I tell you what, this is good stuff. Now, you ready to read? How many of you will be my, 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 my official readers today? Get, get your device, get your Bible, get your iPhone, get whatever it is. I, I use hard copy. Amen. And uh, we're going to start, when I, when I release you, we're going to start and, and on with us. You're, you're attending by some way. So whatever means you're attending by, um, Look in, in the sacred scriptures to the first epistle of Paul to the Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30. And we're going to read all the way through to chapter 2 verse 16. Because it mentions here, but of him are you in Christ Jesus, uh, who of God, Christ Jesus is of God, made unto us wisdom 
righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So if Christ has become that for us, for our sake, then we accept that in Christ there is no lack of wisdom. In Christ there is no lack of um, righteousness. In Christ there is no lack of um, sanctification. And in Christ there is no lack of redemption. And so we don't receive by measure. We receive by Christ. Are you listening to me? And so we accept that which is beyond our ability to conceive. Amen? And we say yes to what is greater than our container can contain because we know the maker of the container can stretch the capacity of the container to contain more than we can imagine that we can contain. Amen? Hallelujah! Well, I love you. You ready? We're going to read from what verse? And we're going to read chapter 2 with what verse? Ready? Read. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling and my speech and my preaching but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of God how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect yet not the wisdom of this world nor of the princes of this world that come to naught but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory which none of the princes of this world knew for had they known it they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God, For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak. Not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. 
But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man, for who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Now, if you believe that, set your Bibles down and give God the greatest shout that he's ever heard in thank yous and thanksgiving out of beautiful Pensacola, Florida. Hallelujah. 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 Put your hands on your spirit. Say, this is the living word. This is the living word. I believe. I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have. And today, right here, right where I'm at, I can do what God said I can do. Amen. If you believe it, give God another great shout. An explosive shout. Give Him an explosive shout of praise. Amen. You may be seated. When the Lord initiated in my spirit the mission of first century discipleship, it was as we agreed together to obey God. In, in uh, the year 2011, certain doors began to open. Actually, they started opening in 2010. But in 2011, certain doors internationally began to open that were just going to open for a season of time so that our ministry can do some things that um, are very eternal, very important, but also um, that the Lord would help us together to um, obey Him in areas that we didn't necessarily feel like it are you listening can I talk to you a little bit and then I'm going to break down to you verse by verse some of these things it's very important to know some things we're not into numbers and dates and all of that but how many believe that if the Lord visited you or touched you or moved in your life and it was emphatically God and it increased you in your stewardship over what you're ministering in that you can mark that time down. And so it just happened to be that in that year, uh, certain, um, there was a, our graduation in the month of August was going to take place at the International Miracle Institute. And it was a great celebration, graduation, summer camp meeting that we were holding together. And I don't recall the number of uh, ministers and and disciples that were graduating from around the world and, and just um, today so many of you are receiving the curriculum and, and uh, participating uh, that are beyond count but, but what is important is Dr. Robin and I who by the way today Dr. Robin is working behind the scenes uh, te- television and, and platforms etc. to make sure that 
uh, I can come to you in the best means that I can come to you with. And, um, and uh, how many of us love Dr. Robin? And, um, and uh, tell her we love you, Dr. Robin. And um, how many of us believe that the Lord biblically has chosen to use both men and women? Oh, it's quiet. This apostolic women are absent, Dr. Robin. I say that because please spare us the workload. Don't, don't, Don't send us the opinion of your little flunky church or preacher about women keeping silent. You keep silent in this church. And, and so on the, on the 42nd day of Dr. Robin and my fast. It wasn't a complete fast, it was a soup fast. And it wasn't one of those soups that we discovered you guys can make and that are actually too beneficial for the physical body. <laughs> not, not those soups, but it, just, just soup and, and hydrating for... Actually, we, we do a 40-day fast prior to our special events especially when they're conducted in headquarters here. And we, we not only have the word of the Lord, but we also fine-tune our spirit to the inspiration of God so that we can minister to the nations of the world and the, and the people of God in the way that is accurate for you. How many of us here today, you could say, today you felt like you were directly spoken to? Yeah. Now, shout it if you were. Okay, that's not an accident, right? That's not an accident for every person to feel or for that many people to feel that you, were, you are directly being spoken to. That takes yieldedness to the Holy Spirit. And that yieldedness can be fine-tuned when we fast. We're not earning anything. Does that make sense? We're fine-tuning ourselves. There's no shortage on, the, on God's end. And so we normally do 40 days, but the 40th day was going to fall on Friday night. And we had Saturday's uh, uh, School of the Prophet. Uh, I believe it was called the School of the Prophet then. I'm not sure if it's called um, the Prophet's Miracle School or whatever it was called. It, it was a Saturday. And then on that Sunday, we were going to do Camp and Gown graduation. So it was only two days. We decided to go the 42 days. It was the 21st day of the month. 21 is a good number. It's three sevens. It was, it, was, it was the first day of the week. It was Sunday. That's a wonderful day. It was our 33rd year of ministry. You can't make this stuff up. I said you can't make this stuff up. Hallelujah. So 33 years of ministry. Glory be to God. 42 days of the fast because there's a generation. We won't get into that, but some of you that have a Bible can read the genealogies in the Gospels. Anyway, hallelujah. hallelujah. Shout hallelujah three times. Hallelujah. 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 
I'm going to talk to you a little bit because I said invest in what is eternal. So you are God's eternal house. If you allow God to make you, you will not be temporary. You will not be defeatable. You will not be stoppable. You will be called by God to bring to nothing the things that are and establish the invisible kingdom of God in this planet through your life as evidence of the lordship of the one that the grave did not hold and the cross did not keep but he is the lord of heaven and earth hallelujah living in his body the dead man raising sick man healing gospel preaching and word teaching redeemed of the lord that are going to say so hallelujah should I stop? No. You sure? Yes. Should I follow the Holy Spirit? Yes. So very important that on that day, the 33rd year of ministry, the 42nd day of our fast, the 21st day of the month, the first day of the week, Sunday, the last last day of our convention or, or camp meeting we were graduating people and the Lord walked up Christ and he put a crown on my head and, and, and the word of God said to me this is an increase of jurisdiction you see it's one thing uh, for, for us to have a big family it's, one, it's another thing for us to have um, a, a global family. So I know some people here, you say, well, Dr. Arfush, why should the world believe you? Or some people here might say, well, why should I believe you? Well, you, you do good that you consult with the Spirit of God if you're a child of God about whether or not the man of God is telling you the truth. But let me say this. How many were with me years ago when we rented the uh, convention center in the state of Alaska and we filled it with our students and partners and members and friends and as I was ministering uh, the Spirit of the Lord came upon me and I declared ahead of time that International Miracle Institute will be in every nation under heaven how many were there how, how many were at that conference center well, guess what? It was way before we were in every nation under heaven. Are you listening to me? How many were in Soldatna when the lights went out and the man of God began to prophesy to certain particular nations that I am coming, I am coming, I am coming, I am coming. So much so that Dr. Robin broke down weeping because we did not want to go to those nations. It was way before we preemptively put my books on the ground in every one of those nations. And today, there's not a nation under heaven or a territory that does not have the International Miracle Institute representation or the teaching of the living word of God. Because hath he said and shall he not do it? Hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So I'm talking to you about 2011, way before we ever approached 500,000 graduates or International Miracle Institute students. 
And way before we got there, God said, I've increased your jurisdiction. So if God did not fulfill it through evidence, you don't have to believe. But if he fulfilled it through evidence, you better listen because this is not my reputation. This is your destination. God will not leave you where you're at. God will not leave you like you are. God is taking you to another level. God is lifting you with his ability, with his power, with his healing, and with his reparation. He's repairing what is broken. He's creating what is missing. He's supplying what is needed. How many believe that? I believe that about God. I believe that he loves you so much. He wants his best done in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You were there. And, and so you remember the nations I called. And you remember now the translations now that you and I were part of allowing. And they were printed in different nations. So, and so we, we went there. So when I talk about 2011, I talk about also the fact that, that the Lord directed us through obedience to frequent certain um, leadership that traces back all the way back in the eastern um, apostolic pre-denomination right to the church of Antioch and the church of Jerusalem very important to understand that God wants the, wanted this truth and that which was being preached in the militant church etc to be distributed to the rest of the world because how many of you the world needs how many of you know the world needs empowerment to face the resistance whatever the enemy is doing to resist he's the resistance we're not the resistance we're, we're the invasion I said we're the invasion we're bringing the good news we're carrying the glad tidings we have the great commission go ye into all the world make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost hallelujah he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved he that believeth not come on isn't that right so we're the invasion I know sometimes it doesn't feel like that how many of you know that's why we don't go by how many of you, you, sometimes you don't feel like the invasion, like you're the invading forces? I got two or three, I got a, a cameraman that, how many of you, some, I said sometimes you don't feel. Come on, admit your feelings, or your faith has got no power. Because your faith is in spite of your feeling. Your obedience is, is in spite of, my God. My God, we are the invading power. We're coming with the glad tidings. We're rescuing and delivering and helping. Hallelujah. Through the word of the living God. Follow me as I follow the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and uh, in October, November, the Lord opened up some very powerful of that year. So... After, right after that happened certain things happened and I've increased your jurisdiction and the Lord said this is not just for you this is fine for my entire body around the world pastors some of us some of you are going to get a hold of this some of you are going to recognize the resonance of the voice of the living word in the words of your mentor and your leader some of you are going to rally around 
strengthening of the Christian voice. Some of you are going to get over your family name, get over your past history, get over your disappointment, get over your side of the aisle, get over your area of expertise or professional uh, um, um, vocation. And you're going to say, all of that is well and good. But my highest allegiance is the Lord is the Lord of glory that is building his body, the church. Hallelujah. We are lively stones. We're a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation. We're a peculiar people called to show forth the praises of the one who's called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Isn't that right? Yeah. I can't hear you. Yeah. Isn't that right? So it's very important to be part of the strengthening of the Christian voice or the church's voice. Because the Christians, all of us are called to be peculiar, unique, significant, and um, authentic. But our message is not created, made up, or idealistic. Our message has been deposited fully in the original disciples, the 500 plus eyewitnesses, the, the great uh, teaching of the Lord himself uh, by revelation to the apostle Paul, the wonderful sacred scriptures that we're called to inherit and the traditions of the pre-denomination body of believers that turned the world upside down while we were still recording what we were doing. The Bible said those that have turned the world upside down have come here also. Well, guess what? This world is upside down. We're going to turn it right side up. I see a generation of people under the sound of my voice that are going to turn this world right side up for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will bless your home. He will bless your life. He will bless your mind, will, and emotions. He will bless your body. He will energize you. He will renew your courage, answer your petitions, meet your need. And help you in your ministry and your call. Because he's almighty God. And when you say yes to God. It does not matter what seems to be mighty. What seems to be wise. And what seems to be permanent. It's about to be brought to nothing. Glory be to God. Because God has called you. To allow him to imbue you. With the enablement of his own ability. To invade this world with glad tidings and good news. That no enemy can oppose. And no damn can defy. There's nothing that the devil can build that could stop this great flood of rivers of living waters that are coming out of the bellies of believers that have been joined together by the almighty hallelujah oh I need to hear that shout I need to hear that shout come on I love you is this ministering to you so, so the Lord visited us very uniquely during those days. There may have been about 20 days or 21 days. One of those days, he so supernaturally moved in, in silence and in, 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 in tangible invisibility. You could literally sense we were on, on a, the balcony of where we were at by ourselves. Dr. Robin, Pastor Christie, uh, Reverend John, and... Uh, myself and uh, we were actually may have been having a cup of coffee or something we weren't really doing anything that day that day was full of appointments 
Every day was full of appointments from all over, all over the, the known ancient world of leaders and so on. Every day I had appointments with them to talk to them about pre-denominationalism. There's a move of God that were um, true, well-meaning, born of God, spirit-filled uh, scholars are reaching back in their libraries in their doctrine in their histories and they're seeing the very origin of their Christian faith their ancestry in the believers all the way through Christ and they're seeing how we used to gather together and sometimes many of you know we used to gather every day are you listening to me but then how we used to gather on the first day of the week and we used to gather on the first day of the week and sometimes the gathering itself would last five to ten hours and so there would be read, uh, three readings in the morning. There would be worship. There would be singing. There would be exposition on the word of God. Meaning death, ex- explanation and teaching and all of that. And then there will be communion. There will be some time um, um, to spend together in a, a, a love fest. Or what you would call an agape meal. And then there would be a continuation throughout the time in the evening. There would be further readings. And when the readings took place, every believer stood, we stood on our feet for the reading of the word of God. Many of us here may not know that, but that is the ancient first, second, and third century practice of the body of believers. Whenever we lived in a region where we can get together out in the open now, if we had to meet in caves or, or uh, houses... Um, uh, that had church in them or all that the practice was still the same we stood up for the reading that's a lot of hours are you listening to me and so that but how many of you know that that is dedication and how many of us know that that those were not works of the flesh that that, there was no obligation but we could not wait to come together and allow the Lord to minister to us through the ministry gifts. It's very important. So what I'm telling you is all over the world, the people that are real, true historians and scholars who know the Lordship of Christ and believe and understand how the sacred scriptures were inherited and how the word of God was given to us are reaching back to that unbroken ministry of the Holy Spirit and they would like to. Now not much of the world wants to be like these radical people here and almost spend an entire day together. But I believe many, many, many in the world would like that but are going by what you feel. And you're about to rise up and say, I'm not gonna go by what I feel, I'm gonna go by what I want, what I desire. And multiplied millions are going to rise up and say we're not only Christians, we're supernatural believers in the Lord and in His ability. And we're ready to manifest His power in this world to help people to the glory of God. Hallelujah. We, we, we glory be to God. And so, so every day was paved with appointments and fellowship time and discussions that... Uh, the man of God was able to to share uh, and then hear back from the ones that know um, uh, uh, about their history, the truth of what it was like in the days before splinters and divisions and, and all of that. And it wasn't easy. And um, But on that day, we were going to go out with appointments 
the Lord said to me, cancel everything. And um, we were going to stay in. A spirit of prayer came on us, all of us. Spirit of intercession. And we went to pray. We prayed about probably 15, 20, maybe at the, at the, later, at the longest half hour. The way it felt, felt like it was going to be an all-day job. And we prayed, and then it, things just broke open. So we just decided we'd spend a little time together. We went out on the balcony. We sat down, and that's when all of a sudden, without consulting us, real kind, peaceful, thick, invisible, like presence came all over. And I, I know the presence of the Lord, and so um, does my family, but specifically you know that Dr. Robin knows and we know what it's like to feel improper to talk. Now, it didn't mean that you can't talk. Does that make sense? It's possible that you could talk. But on our level of calling and, um, and yieldedness, it, it would have been, you know, who knows what it's punishable by. Does that make sense? Because when you know what's right, to whom much is, much is what? To him that knoweth. And doeth it not to him it is sin. So it felt like it would be sin to talk in the holy presence of God. Fill the whole balcony. Fill the whole presence. The entire family went quiet. And we sat there for, for the space of approximately four hours. In the presence of God. I sit here before God. And I'm talking to you about the realities of the Lord. 2011. Somewhere around October, November, probably early November. I can go to my itinerary and, and consult it. Four hours. And the Lord poured into my spirit um, and melted every, all the entire curriculum, training, word, uh, life of the International Miracle Institute that we founded. The, 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 the curriculum that the Lord gave me like railroad tracks the, the power and the authority the, the gifts and, and, and the nature how many understand and so on and so forth all of that with the sacred secret uh, melted into my spirit into one significant word just like today melted are, are you following just like it's running, running into each other. And, and, and it was very, very important because the Lord fine-tuned the reality of a generation that has an appointment with transfiguration or transformation. It is the becoming. It is the being changed from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And so when that happened and the Lord gave me the subject matters and so on, FCD was birthed. And from that, a very, very wonderful general friend, man of God, and, and, and um, said, you need to share this. You need to share it with the planet. You need to share it with the world. And then first century faith was opened up and um, first century discipleship is something that we are not only committed to, but we're thankful to God that we're not planning to live and die 
and not see evidence that his living word has made living beings that are called after his purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so as a result, through our obedience, through our giving, through our partnership, through your faith, we have invested, we have, have sown, we have, we have blessed regions of the world that desperately need and are now carrying a portion of the message, a part rather, of this word and this message. And so when I say to you, invest in the eternal, I'm talking about you. How many of you can agree that we've been taught, maybe consciously, maybe subconsciously, we've been taught that we need to learn about God. We have not been taught how to let God learn us or teach us how to be part of Him in identification, in unity, and in agreement. Do you say, what are you saying? I'm saying, who does he save us unto? The Apostle Paul said, we, we beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. And he says, and he says, he says be ye reconciled to God. Be brought back to God. Well, who's the one that brings us back? Is it not the Lord? Well, who does he bring us back to? Are you listening to me? So he brings us back to God. Well, we cannot have fellowship with the God of purity unless we are passing through the sanctifying and the transforming, um, uh, qualifying blessing of Christ that gives us access to purity by virtue of the purity that Christ gave us through his own nature. Are you, are you following? So when we talk about investing in an eternal um, creation. We're saying in your call and in your identity so when the world sees you they could see evidence of Christ. And I, I had to say it that way because if I said if the, Lord, if the world sees you they will see Christ you'll get all upset. But I'm not the first one that said that. Many, many men of God and women of God throughout the 2,000 years of New Testament history have affirmed that the only Jesus people will see now is the Jesus and the Christ they will see in the lives of believers who carry him and demonstrate that he is alive. They look at you and they say they have been with Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you want to be just like the Lord? You want to let the Lord change you. Should I stop? No. Okay, did we, did we, can we go back now and let's look at the text and I'm going to trust the Lord to encapsulate this. But of you, but of him are you in Christ Jesus who of God. So of him are we in Christ Jesus. Okay, he didn't stop there. He said, Christ Jesus, who of God was made unto us. So if Christ was made unto us, it, he was made for our benefit. He is made for our participation. Right? And we are in him. So he's made for, and he's in us. 
So he's made of, of God to us wisdom. So there's no lack of wisdom because it's the wisdom of God. Christ is the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. And righteousness. Christ is the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. And uh, sanctification. He that sanctifies and they that are sanctified are both of what? Of one for which cause he's not ashamed to call them brethren. Do you have a moment? Yes. How many believe that the word is not figuratively speaking? Only when he says, for ye are flesh of his flesh and bone of his bone. Hallelujah. How many of you know that he's not just figuratively speaking? Glory be to God. You are flesh of his flesh and bone of his bone. My God, you have an appointment for the transfiguration. An appointment with immortality. Immortality has begun working on the inside of us by the indwelling of the almighty Holy Spirit. He's not only speaking figuratively. We shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. Right? This is good teaching. sanctification and redemption that according as it is written he that glorieth let him glory in the Lord shout glory, glory. shout like an army glory. now one more time like an army glory. Hallelujah. hallelujah glory, glory. in this context and in this text he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. It says, he that brags or boasts, let him boast in the Lord. Are you listening? Yeah. He that boasts, let him boast in the Lord. What am I, why am I saying that? Because it's a verbal. I'm talking about speech. He that brags, let him brag in the Lord. So you notice, if, if, I, if I down talk the Lord's redemption... And talk about man's fall. If I talk, down talk the Lord's sanctification. And talk about man's um, stain. If I down talk God's wisdom. And talk about man's uh, lack of knowledge. Right? If I down talk God's power. And talk about man's weakness. Then I'm doing exactly the opposite. Of what he just got. Not through telling me to articulate. He said if you're going to glory, glory in the Lord. Because the wisdom you received, you didn't buy for yourself. The righteousness was revealed to you, did not come from you. Hallelujah. The sanctification he supplied for you. You can't brag and give credit to yourself. You didn't earn any of this. It was all by grace through faith. So just because it's by grace through faith, it's not an argument against boasting in the Lord that made you different than how you were when you were without Christ. There's a verbal identification with the redemption received. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're the redeemed. Let the redeemed of the Lord I've been redeemed. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion. And everlasting joy shall be upon their head. Hallelujah. And so I'm sorry, but this is verbal. This is verbal. I have had it with people talking about the times they're living in. 
instead of of the Lord who's living in them in the middle of whatever time. You are more than a conqueror through Christ which strengthens you. Come on, come on, rise up, rise up. Do some binding, do some loosing, do some praising. Do some amplifying in the Lord. Magnify the Lord at all times. Let his praise continually be in your mouth. Hallelujah. I feel that I am certain that every promise God has made is full of power for your life. There is healing and deliverance and prosperity and supply and salvation and help all over your life. All over your life. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Is it good news? All right. You may be seated. He that glorieth, let him glory, or the person that glorieth, or brags, or boasts, boast in the Lord. Man, that changes our vocabulary. It changes the way we talk. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, What do you want to talk about today? Ah, should we talk about wisdom, uh, righteousness, sanctification, or redemption? Uh, What about all these things? Oh, you mean these things that will come to naught? You mean these things that will be brought to naught? Yeah, let's talk about the things that God has chosen to bring to naught. The the things which are not that God has chosen to bring to naught the things that are. I bet nobody thought that while you were not, God had you on his mind and chose you. When you didn't have the strength, you didn't have the wisdom, you didn't have the redemption, you didn't have the... the, the who and he and hey and she bokatalamanda rababai hallelujah and he chose you amen it changes our vocabulary it changes our vocabulary and there's nothing wrong with praising God as if he's in charge see I mean, you, you see how people are laughing? You know why? Because everybody wants to blame it on God. Well, God's in charge. Why doesn't he make it better? Well, if God's in charge, why don't you praise him for the things he's revealed? Do some boasting. Do some bragging. Act like God's in charge. Don't act like the world's in charge. If God's in charge, then he can put in your heart an inspiration that is above your feelings, your apprehensions, and your fears. My God, I feel the power of the Holy Spirit. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. And the Lord is in charge through his body, the church. I give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth, whatever you disallow on earth, I think we're ready to disallow some things. And whatever you loose on earth, whatever you release on earth, hallelujah, 
There are the things I released in heaven. God's in control, but the keys are in your hand. That's why it is my job to feed your faith, to lift you up to the level of agreement with keys that cannot fail. Victory cannot be refuted. And a deliverance that cannot be undone. Hallelujah. Should I stop? Lift up your faith. Praise the Lord your God. Blessed be the Lord your Redeemer. Hallelujah. You're coming out with joy. You're being led forth with peace. Mountains and hills are going to break forth before you into singing. And the trees of the field will clap their hands. Entire creation is waiting for the manifestation or the evidence of the sons of God. Hallelujah. Mm. Hit someone and say, right now. We serve a now, Lord. Right now. Amen. You may be seated. You see, it's very important. The power of God has been on me so strong for you today. How many understand that? And believe that? Power of God has been so strong on me today for you. And I want to say this because when we minister along these lines strongly like that and, and quickly like that, there are different levels of spiritual maturity and, and spiritual involvement and, and membership in this global body of believers. So it, some things may hit contrary to your indoctrination or your teaching. It's very important to know one thing. Um, that I do not see in the sacred scriptures any definition of our Lord, our God, as feeble, aged, past tense, or incapable of performing anything that he has promised. And since I cannot find any definition of our God as such then it is a sin to us to act as if he says things that he does not mean and promises things that he does not do or preaches things that are impossible to perform and since it is sin we refuse to reject what we do not have control over. My definition of God, when it is given in a different way than God's definition of Himself, does not change Him. Just like your definition. So you, well, we don't believe in that kind of God. We just, you know, you're, you're whatever. You're wrong about that. It really doesn't matter. Because your opinions, contrary to his word, will finish. There'll be a day when you have no opinion. It's very important. See, 
See, the Lord is not insulted. He's not pulled down. He's not weakened. He's not enfeebled. He's not, he's not confused by my non-scriptural definition of him. So, so, so get over it already. Somebody said, well, you know, I'm just mad at God. Well, get over it already. It's the wrong person to be mad at. Well, you know, I just don't believe, I don't believe that anymore. Well, well, it didn't change the Lord. It didn't change the Lord. You might say, well, well Dr. Fush, you know, th- th- these things are very hard to believe. No, they're not. Somebody said, well, they're too good to be true. No, they're not. We serve a good God. We serve a good God. So I I had to just take a pause there, right there a minute, and just tell you, we believe the Lord is almighty. We believe that his definition of himself in his scriptures, in his holy word, are impeccable. And he said, he said to us, he said, before you even think, let me tell you what I think. I know the thoughts I know the plans that I have for you. They're plans of good. They're thoughts of good and not of evil. To give you an expected end. Hallelujah. To give you a desired outcome. See, He said, before you think, let me tell you what I think. Before you plan, let me tell you what I plan. Now you decide, are you the bigger or am I the bigger? All I have to do And I made up my mind a long time ago. How many of us here made up your mind a long time ago? He's the bigger. Are you tired? Now if he's the bigger, give him praise today. Come on and shout somebody. So you send me your prayer request, you send us your prayer request, you sign up for the International Miracle Institute, you sign up for our upcoming camp meetings and, and events, you, you join FCF and FCD, you communicate with us regarding uh, being an apostolic uh, woman, if you're a woman, and, or being CHMMI, part of this movement, if you're a minister, and, and get involved with an end time generation or generation of the last days that are called by God to know how to utilize binding and loosing and how to stand strong as a witness in the Lord. We're going to make our boast in whom? God. We're going to brag on whom? God. And, 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 and so we're going to make our boast in Christ. And in Christ there's no lack of wisdom, no lack of redemption, no lack of sanctification, and, and no lack of righteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Accessibility to unearned grace supplied gifts are generously given to the church by the Lord. I love you. I said, I love you. Are we hanging in there? Okay. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech 
or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. The original language is clear. I didn't come with persuasive words. I didn't come with sublime words. Does that make sense? Because there is a capacity for the human being to articulate or to be a, a rhetoric um, a specialist, if you will. And they could talk wonderful speeches. But the Word of God has to go beyond wonderful speeches. That's why I never like it when people say that was a good sermon. It actually almost, almost makes me want to hit them. But I, I, I love people too much, but it makes me want to like slap them and say, where were you? Were you in the meeting? And the reason for that is not, is not that I have a problem. It's that I know that the word I ministered was not a sermon. It was a God-given grace that enabled me to communicate with the people. And if someone only received it as a sermon, they got robbed on a particular level. That's why I, I get a little bit bothered by that was a, a good sermon. Am I making sense? And Paul said, I didn't come with just a good sermon. I didn't come with persuasive words or speech. Well, does that mean he came with sign language and silence? No. We're talking about speech. We're talking about speech. Because he said, I determined not to know anything among you, said Jesus Christ and him crucified or him having been crucified. Because why? Because it's the power of the cross. Are you listening to me? Having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. The it is by every group of people, predenominationally to date, is the cross. So in the cross, the Lord defeated death, hell, and the grave, defeated the power, the legal right of every principality and power over the sons and the daughters of men. At the cross, the veil was rent in two. Not at the resurrection, at the cross. At the resurrection, the power to enforce what was supplied, glory be to God, was alive and well. And because he rose and he lives, we will live also. And we live also. But anyway, blood and water came out. So whatever is necessary to sanctify the believer happened at the cross. So Paul says, as, as, as basic as this may seem, I predetermined to only know this. Well, why? Is this going to supply less power than enticing words or theological words or majestic speeches? Oh, it's going to supply greater power. So what seems foolish to the Gentiles or the Greeks, are you listening to me, is the wisdom of God. And was, what is a stumbling block to the Jew, is, are you listening to me, is the power of God. Hallelujah. How many are glad that God has chosen the foolishness of this world to confound, confound the wise and the weakness of this world to confound the mighty. So when the world and the critic look at Christ on the cross, they see an initiated, if you will, or, or whatever, crucified, nailed person. And if they're unbelievers and they choose to reject the tugging of the Holy Spirit, they see somebody that maybe their disciples yanked him or stole his body and he just was a good philosopher, a good preacher, and a good teacher. But for those of us who believe, we look at the cross and we see the death of guilt and damnation that was in Adam. Hallelujah. We see the poison of that old fruit nailed to the tree are you listening to me and we see the purity of the sanctifying precious blood of the lamb and the veil is rent in two so we can come in 
So we see the old nature crucified and the new nature, hallelujah, taken out of his side so that he would create and make unto himself a body or a bride, the church, the believer, hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. So, so the apostle Paul says, I determined because I was with you in weakness and fear and much trembling. Now, if, if, if you can bear with me a minute. In the original languages, as I, I look at them and look at the real reliable Bible helps. Don't listen to commentary when the commentator doesn't believe the way you believe. Because every commentator is going to philosophize as to their own linguistic um, uh, excerpt of the text. But the text has to be taken into um, analysis via the entire writings of the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was stoned and left for dead and rose up preaching again. The Apostle Paul was snake bit by a very poisonous viper and he just shook it off. The Apostle Paul said, I labor more than they all. So we know and we understand that this weakness and trembling and, and much fear as we read the text, I was with you by identifying with you on your level. Now, we're still in chapter 2. How many will agree that he was with them before he had the opportunity to write them the first epistle of Paul to the Corinthians? So this was the time when he had a meeting just like we're having a meeting right now. And he had time with them. And he dwelt among them. And he educated and helped their leaders. And many others came and preached there also that were of the originals. But most importantly, this was a first century church. And uh, it wasn't a perfect church. There was, he wrote them first and second Corinthians. But nonetheless, it's a pre-denominational first century church. So he said, and I was with you. I, so identifying with you. To, in other words, what? To lift you. How do we know that? Because, see, theologians want to make Paul sick, initiated, weak, and half blind. And they never met the Apostle Paul. And, and so I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very critical of people when they start talking against one of the founding apostles. He wasn't one of the twelve, but thank God two-thirds of the new covenant are written by the great apostle Paul. Who else can say I was caught up to paradise, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell God knoweth. Come on, somebody shout. So it's very important to understand that he taught us, and the word of God teaches us that the weak can bear the burdens, uh, or the strong can bear the burdens of the weak. Are you listening to me? And so, so, and then Apostle Paul commands us, weep with those that weep, the scriptures do, weep with those that weep, rejoice with those that rejoice. Are you listening? And so, how many of you understand you're going to run into believers that are tempted at a time of hardship? Okay, we all have been there. To sorrow for something. Like the world that has no hope. But the Bible said, do not sorrow. I would that you sorrow not. Like those that have hope. 
So how do I weep with those that weep? And not fall into disagreement with the word of God unless I identify with what they're feeling. Not sympathetically, but with the, with the, with the compassion of God in order to lift them up out of my goodness. And that's what the apostle Paul is talking about, but we're going to move on. And whether or not you agree with that, really, you'll still make heaven. I need to move on. I'm still over there. And, um, and my speech, here we go about talking. And my preaching was not with, the, with enticing words of man's wisdom. But in demonstration of the spirit and of power. He did not say his preaching and his speech was without wisdom. He said it was not with man's wisdom. Are you listening to me? We, didn't we just see that Christ is the wisdom of God and made unto us wisdom can't we quote the apostle Paul when he said teaching all men in all wisdom that we may present okay sure we can we could stay here and quote it all day but I, 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 I I'm feeling for you <laughs> feeling for you full of the presence of God for your life today I love you so if, if, you, if you're with me, look at this. My speech and my preaching was not with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. My speech was in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That word demonstration, if you look it up in the original language, means a showing off or an exhibition of the Spirit. That means an out here manifestation of evidence. Okay? That means that when our speech is connected to the wisdom of God and the power of God, and we release the truth, emphatically convinced that the truth carries the power of the very word that is in the word. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The very Lord that is in the word, the word that is in the Lord, the words that I speak to you, he said, Anyway, hallelujah. hallelujah. Stretch your hands this way and shout, yes. yes. And, um, and so, why? That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I want us to notice that the Apostle Paul is penning, writing, scripting the inspired word of God. And we're not even anywhere near the end of chapter 2. And his references are all about his previous visit. And he's saying, literally, when I was there bodily, when I was there with you, I, I identified with your weaknesses. I identified with your trembling and your reverence. I identified with your fear. But I didn't come to you with words that are enticing or sublime or humanly originating. I came to you with demon. My speech and my preaching was with 
or accompanied by demonstration of the Spirit and of power so that your faith, didn't you read it? That your faith would what? What? But in the power of God, that, that is an inclination. That is an inclining that faith cannot stand based upon man propping it up. It cannot stand based on the fact that somebody can parrot what is written. Are you listening to me? No, 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 no. Just like um, a babe, you know, babe is, um, is Reverend John's bird, but I'm stuck with her. Not, not Lakeisha. <laughs> That's another babe. The uh, Lakeisha is Reverend John's wife, but the, we have an African parrot, uh, African gray, and he named her that, and she could do all the noises. She could. Her vocabulary is better than my high school friends. <laughs> oh yeah, a lot better. But I mean, ex, ex, it's extant. And um, she, she could do everything. She could do, she could do a phone ring, you know, when, when there used to be the, the old rings or whatever. Not too long ago. She could do the answer. She could do, hello? Yeah, she could do the whole thing. But then guess what? She'll just, she'll just, all of a sudden she'll do a full on sentence. And it's. Christy Lee, or just or or anybody in the house, and I'm like, and get, and it, it's it just it's her, it's Christy. So I go over there, and it's not Christy. <laughs> so the key is that it's not how you sound; it's who you are. It's not how we say, it's not something we read. It's the one we have and the one that has us, that has changed us. Hallelujah. That gave us the ability and the responsibility to, to come with speech unrestrained that is dependent upon God for its efficacy and its performance. The kind of speech that does not know the meaning of impossible. Because we've been authorized and sent by the Lord to declare and reveal His arm. Hallelujah. Glory, Glory to God. Glory. How many of you like this? Yes. And so He says um, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of God. Now here's where we need to add to what we learned. We need to add to what we learned because many of us have learned how feelings can't rule you. It should have learned how feelings should not rule you and contradictions should not disappoint you and, um, and battles should not end with you throwing in the towel. How many understand that terminology? I mean, that's, that only happens in sports, especially, you know, certain sports. And uh, in the real world, there's no towel. You better call for help. <laughs> Amen. Or just... Uh, just reach deep. 
it had some heart. Mm. Are you catching this? So that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the what? Power of God. So, so Paul says, I'm writing to you to remind you of the speech I spoke and the talk I talked when I was with you. And I did it so that your faith would stand in the power of God. Well, that's, that's saying a lot about the need of the Holy Spirit to accompany the preaching of the gospel. That's saying a lot about never opening the book expecting God to be absent. That is saying a lot about never lifting up holy hands without wrath or doubting and not believing that anyone uh, that is greater in nature going to come down and uh, cocoon you with a cloud of his presence. No, no, you have an appointment. You have an appointment. I'm going to hurry up. Are you catching this? Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect or what? Mature. We speak what? What do we speak? Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught. Did you hear the last chapter? Did you remember the last chapter? Everything that God has not elected will come to naught. Are you listening to me? And the rulership and the reign of principalities and powers over your life and mine have been brought to naught. And will continue to be brought to naught every time he lifts up his ugly head and speaks a word curse against you or against your situation, your circumstances. Every lying, whispering, slithering, uh, uh, faltering, defeated word curse will fail to penetrate the cocoon of glory that God has surrounded you with in his covenant of promise hallelujah if you believe that around the world shout the greatest shout you've ever heard but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery even the hidden wisdom which, was or, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Now, what, what is he talking about? He's talking about his speech. He's talking about what he preached. And he is writing to remind. Are you, are you, are you catching this? Later on he's going to instruct. But it's not, never wrong to be reminded. Because your encounter with God is never behind you. If you recall it. I'm going to say that again. Your encounter with God is never behind you when you recall it. Hallelujah. 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 So how do you recall it? Boast in the Lord. Brag about the Lord. Declare what has happened. Talk about it. Hallelujah. From the depth of your being. And so... He says, he's ordained it. God has ordained this wisdom before the world unto our glory, to our, to our um, benefit, to our, to our uh, hallelujah, to our uh, glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. 
And so by the death of Christ, there was, the, there was a capacity to supply the benefit of God to humanity. And by the resurrection of Christ, there was the evidence and, and the te teaching that was communicated by the Lord to we, his people. Isn't that powerful? But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard. Now follow me as if you've never read this before. Neither have it entered the heart of men the things that God hath prepared for them that love him. I, I, I'm just, I'm I'm just going to uh, just tell you just tidbits. Because we do have a full FCD session um, uh, orchestrated, ordained, and appointed and those of us that qualify need to make sure that you don't have your chair empty. We'll spend a week together. Neither hath it entered. Is that what it says in, in your Bible? Yes. Three times approximately. Three at the most. In the New Testament is this Greek word translated entered. Neither hath it entered the heart of man. Three times only. Almost every other time, it means to rise, to ascend, to come forth, or to spring out. Very important. I'm not, I'm not criticizing the text, because how many of you know it has to enter before it springs out? But, but actually, he, what he's saying, it is never sprung out. It is never ascended. It is never come out of the imagination of man's heart because this is not an imaginary fiction this is the living word of God and as it is written I hath not seen neither ear heard nor ear heard neither have it come forth through the heart of man or entered and come forth through the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him but God has revealed them unto us by the spirit for the spirit searcheth all things it, yea, even the deep things of God. Is that, did I quote that right? Because I'm, I'm trying to hurry. Now notice, the spirit searcheth is the word investigates. The spirit searcheth is the word. And, and the deep things of God are the depths. The, the original language, the spirit searcheth the depths of God. So the Holy Ghost gets a hold of our heart and he says, you want the depths of God? I'll take you there. I'll have you investigate the depths of God so that your faith could not stand in shallow, but your faith can stand in depth. I'm going to take you. Glory. Glory. And, and so thank God for the generosity of the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul to reveal such truth to us. Does that make sense? And so... The deep things of God, original language, is the depths of God. In search of the depths of God. And so he goes on to say, what does he say? For what man knows the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now, we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might, what? No. What? Shout like an army. No. 
No, no. We have not received the spirit that we might not know. We've received the spirit of God that we might know. The things that are freely given to us of God or generously given to us of God or graciously given to us of God. What things? Righteousness, sanctification, wisdom, and redemption are among them. Hallelujah. Demonstration of the Spirit and of power are among them. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit does not lead us into disappointing um, searches. He leads us into depths of discovery of the Word of God. The Word for the now is the Word for the now by definition. What do I need the word for the then for? I need the word for the now. Somebody said, well, the word for the then is the word for the now. That's what I'm saying. That's what I just got through saying. The word for the then, the word is the word. Hallelujah. But, but, but we have to choose spirits. The spirit of the world won't lead you to search the depths of God. The spirit of, I, you never know, the, never leads you into the depths of God. The spirit of the, we might freely know, or that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, leads your spirit into the depths of God. Why would God want me to see his depth if he did not want to share his depths with me? That was deep, I'm telling you. Lift your hands and shout. Hallelujah. Why would the Lord, why would, listen to me. There is a location on this planet. There is a ministry on this planet that, that the Lord has raised up for you, for your house, for your marriage, if you're married. For your single life, if you're single, for your call, for your equipping, for your purpose. There is a ministry. Find it. Find what feeds faith according to the living word of God. There is not a page in our sacred scriptures that we can read and find powerlessness in it unless we're reading it to the spirit of the world. And the spirit of this world will come to naught. But the spirit which is of God. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. God has revealed them to us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yea, the depths of God or the deep things of God. Because what man knows the things of man save the spirit of man which is in him, even so the things of God know no man but the spirit of God. So in other words, man is not going to be able to have this spring up out of us unless the spirit of God brings this into us. And then when he brings this into us and our spirit and his spirit are united together through the redemption and the regeneration which he has done, then you've begun. You've begun a journey that the next step of it is change and transfiguration, transformation. Amen. Amen. Do you have a few minutes? Yes. 
My goodness, that's... Oh, yeah, we're almost at 16. We're almost there. Some of you look like you're the ones that ministered this morning. Glory. glory. Shout glory three times. Glory. 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 All right. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just go to verse 14 real quick because it's just... Every word is jumping out now. I'm telling you, I, that's what happens when you spend the entire evening with God about this particular portion of Scripture. It's all about speech, by the way. And that's why I have to talk to you because you're God's people. And because you're God's people, you're good people. Because you're good people, you're my people. No, it's true. And I have to talk to you because I know that we, we are in a very loud, very contradictory um, um, world of communication. And so we, we, we need sometimes a little stretch so that, uh, of time so that the feeding would be more than enough for us to live off of for many, many days. At least till midweek or so. <laughs> At least last about a few days, right? But, but it's very, very important that, um, and we're talking about speak, we speak the thing, we speak not which things we speak. Did I jump over that, right? Didn't I? Which things also we speak, I jumped over that. Which things we put into words, which things we speak, which things we articulate. The depths of God which we articulate. <laughs> Whew. My goodness, stop now, Lord. Very important, verse 14, translated properly, but can be uh, clarified. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. It's speaking about the unregenerate man. Are you listening to me? So it's literally talking about human beings that are experientially a different condition of species. I'm going to say that again. They are a different species. They're human beings, but that's all they are. They're natural human beings. And the Bible said unregenerate. That's almost like a negative word. But really it's not... The people that are not regenerated. So should I downplay the power of His regeneration? Should I not... Let the people of God know that they've become a different creature. Let you know that you're not what you used to be. Let you know that God has set you upright and your faith stands in the power of God and the wisdom of God. Absolutely not. I will not withhold the glory that belongs to the Lord 
from the Lord. He has regenerated you. And you're not unregenerate. So the unregenerate or the natural man or the natural human being. You're not a natural human being. I've told you that over and over again. I said you're not a normal person. You're supernatural. You're not, you're not unregenerate. You're regenerated. So the, the, the normal man, the unregenerate human being, receives not what? Receives not the what? The things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Oh, by the way, the Lord has chosen the foolish to confound the wise. In any way, neither can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual, ah, somebody lift your right hand up, say, he's talking about me. Say, he's talking about me. Lift your left hand up, say, he's talking about us. Hallelujah. The Lord did not call us to make up spirituality. He's invited us to his available spirituality. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That we receive by induction into the new birth and in, 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 in birth into his kingdom. Amen. So, but the, the, the spiritual judgeth all things. Now you see that word, judgeth all things? He investigates and proves all things. Hallelujah. Yet he himself is not investigated, is not judged, is not figured out. Are you listening to me? By any man. Take notes on that. You could look it up in the original language later. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? Some Christians wish he'd have put a period there. (laughs) But we have the mind of Christ. Come on, come on. Jump up and shout like you've never shouted in your life. your hands on your spirit use your heavenly language father we speak with your speech we articulate according and in agreement with Jesus Christ and him crucified the reality the power of his resurrection into every home every life and every ministry that you have called us to I bless you in the name of the Lord I come in agreement around your prayer life around your petitions, up around your requests, around your desires. I come in agreement with you that you will not live in wishing to do something, but you'll rise up by the ability of the Lord and you will exercise your faith to rule over your weaknesses, your emotions, your contradictions, your oppositions your enemies and you will be able to attend you will be able to participate you will be able to rejoice you will be able to celebrate you will able to magnify the Lord 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray. We speak over our family. In this state, in this region, in this country, and in this world. Every tribe, every people group, every ethnicity, both genders, we speak over your people and the people that you're yet to reveal yourself to. We thank you that you're more than capable of performing your promises. We thank you for our family that's with us on platforms, on television, on outreaches, by technology, in the cathedral. For your glory and for your honor, every limit is declared broken. Every confinement is declared defeated. And every promise is received with joy as performed and answered. Your word is always in our word. If that's you, lift your hands and give God the greatest shout that has ever ascended out of beautiful Pensacola, Florida. I love you and God bless you. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.